It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPaw11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by TOJ Zone, Draft Season Zone, Michael Megan. Mike, how you doing today? Will, I'm really, really excited to join the pod today. You've been grinding for months, and I really love what you're doing, and I'm just honored that you asked me on. Talk a little Jets football. Big win last night. Big win, big win. Thank you. I appreciate the, I appreciate the kind words, and I'm glad to kind of get, kind of get you on and get rolling here. Obviously, like you mentioned, big win. We're coming off, you know, Jets-Giants, which, you know, as usual, there's very few points scored, a lot of mistakes, a lot of a lot of negatives. But in the Jets' sense, for, you know, in a good time, there's a lot of optimism. And, you know, we saw a lot of flashes last night of, you know, what we're hoping to see not only this season, but, you know, going forward. What was, you know, maybe the initial takeaway you had? You know, we'll get to Zach Wilson in a bit, but maybe, in, you know, an outside, you know, an outsider, ulterior you know, takeaway you had, uh, you know, the game last night. Um, I mean, the D-line has been talked about all offseason. I think it's easily the strongest unit on the roster, and they look like what they were advertised as. Sheldon Rankins looks healthy, which I'm really excited about. We were wondering who's going to be opposite Carl Lawson, and Bryce Huff had a pretty nice audition. He cooked Matt Parrott right on the first drive. C.J. Mosley, like, I was very nervous, like, just not playing football for two years, just there's going to be rust. Like you always, he's professional. He's not someone I would ever question his work ethic, but just being away for 24 months, basically playing one and a half football games. Like you have no idea how someone's going to come back, especially at the linebacker position where when we see guys age, we see them get picked on a lot. And Mosley looks fit and firing. And my also Jonathan Marshall, I was intrigued when he was drafted. And cause he was like, he's like a nose tackle who ran like four eight four nine and you're like Foley's in a contract year Shep's in a contract year maybe is he like a long-term piece and he looks like he can make the roster now so I was really happy the defense was buzzing I thought the corners were did all right and Hamza and Sherwood maybe they can actually play this year so defense was really live I like Jeff Ulbricks I feel like kind of gone under the radar LaFleur was the sexy coordinator hire but that Atlanta defense the second half of the year was really well coached and they were did not have a lot of talent. And I think he's going to be really nice this year. Yeah. For me, it was, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I talked about this on the balance pod earlier today that they played hard last night and, and it was something that they were excited. I mean, look, CJ Mosley's a four time pro bowler, multiple time, all pro makes 18, $19 million a year. 
this guy does not have to be busting his ass uh, in, a, in week one of the preseason. He looked sharp. He looked physical. He looked quick. He looked like he could have a really, really strong year, which is huge for this defense. I tweeted last night. I said, CJ Mosley looks like CJ Mosley. And, and for the Jets, I mean, that's a huge win. That's, you know, I, I hate when the Yankees do this. And I'm a diehard Yankees fan for people who don't know this. But, like, I hate when the Yankees have guys come back from injury and they consider them, though, it's a trade piece. This genuinely, I mean, the Jets just added, and if you really think about it, they've never had him really. I've been the Buffalo game, the infamous three quarters, but they've never had CJ Mosley. And this defense looked really good. Look, the Giants' offensive line sucks. And there were, their stars were out there, though. And, like, and Bryce Hoff, who, you know, shout out to Bryce Hoff, the guy uh, comes on the TOJ pod, has a great scrimmage, great, you know, great week of camp, and then comes in and rips up the Giants. But that's their starting offensive line. And the Jets can get pressure. I really genuinely think that the corner situation is not going to matter quite as much as we think that it's going to, you know, look, you, you look at the Jair Alexander's of the world, you look at Zevin Howard and Stephon Gilmore and, and Jalen Ramsey, like they're great. They're exceptional football players and they get beat. Right. So like even the best D line, I mean, even the best corners will get beat Revis, you know, as much as he's amazing at time to time, Randy Moss could beat him or these guys could beat him. You can get pressure, man. You give yourself a great opportunity. And last night was just a preview for me of, Lawson, Lawson with wins, Rankins with wins, Bryce Huff with wins, John Franklin Myers had a win, Jonathan Marshall, he mentioned, who I thought he's going to make this roster, whether it was a practice squad guy or make the roster. But, hey, if he wants to make an impression, you got Blair and Curry and these guys down right now, good for him, man, because that's a guy who's a, who's a really intriguing prospect. I know you like them a lot. I know the draft season guys like them. Connor liked them. So uh, I was really intrigued there just from a defensive team speed perspective. If we didn't get to really see the corners get tested too much, um, you know, the back, the back four and back five just didn't, there's just not a lot there. Um, the Giants didn't push the ball down the field. The Jets got pressure. I like where they're at. And you, you mentioned Hamza and Sherwood. I think, you know, being in practice, I've seen a lot of them, you know, they kind of run a lot of sub packages. There was a, there was a package where it was, the, you know, the ones were Davis, Thompson, Mosley, and then the twos were Cashman and Sherwood. And both Cashman and Sherwood are guys at depth pieces that can play Will, Sam, and Mike which I thought was really interesting of they're both more cover guys um, can come up and, you know, and fit in the run, in the run game. But I really liked, you know, just the depth at linebackers, maybe not as bad as we thought. Um, kind of wanted to get your opinion. So obviously, you know, defensively, they played really well. They, a lot of those guys flash outside of Wilson offensively. What were, what are some things that stood out to you? Uh, for me, it was just the dominance and, you know, running outside zone, even minus the Dan Feeney performance. They still were able to remove the ball and, and kind of have sustained drives, at least early in the game with the, uh, with the starters in. Yeah, Dan Feeney should just stick to being like the team mascot, chugging beers. But if you expect much from him on the field, it's you're not going to be happy. Um, Corey Davis just looks like a rock-solid player. Like, I don't really have any questions about him. Like, do I think he's a 1A Devontae Adams type? No, but I just think Corey Davis is rock-solid. He's, he's a really good guy to have in the locker room to teach the younger guys, and I thought he looked great. Um, I was really like want to see Becton because he'd been getting his butt kicked by Lawson all camp and he's still Mackay Becton. Morgan Moses looked good. My biggest takeaway from the offense, when we, at least like when I saw the starters, was I think Ty Johnson is clearly the best running back on this team. Like he has real, real juice. I thought he looked really explosive. I thought Michael Carter was fine. He's not, he wasn't the fastest guy in college. He's more a guy who's just, you can see he's really good with cuts. He's really agile, but that straight line speed is just not something he really has. So I like him as a compliment, but I think this is Ty Johnson's job really to lose. And Denzel Mims got to shout him out was a real like question mark heading into the game. And I thought it showed a lot of courage to 
has to be put on special teams. And when you're Denzel Mims, you're trying to make the roster. Everyone's good. Even if you play well, like it's against the threes. When you're playing, like if you're going to be good, you dominate the bad competition. So like that's my that's my response to that every time. Like if if you if you couldn't do that against the threes, we were in trouble. So it was good to see. Yeah, no, I, for me, like you know, starting with I guess like the Beckton thing, which you mentioned, I, I was concerned, man. I, I've been at practice. He didn't. He hasn't looked great. And like, as much as you know, people can overreact or underreact to practice clips and in preseason. You know, we're reacting in preseason too, so it's not any different. But Carl Lawson's a really, really good football player. Is Carl Lawson prime? You know. Lawrence Taylor and J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald, no, he's a really, really good football player, and he's going to have a big year. So I was curious to see Beckton against other competition. Ones, twos, threes, doesn't matter. He looked good. He looked like Mekhi Beckton. I think that Lawson is a bad matchup for him. I think it's it's hurt him in camp. I think he's also getting used to playing a different weight. I think he's getting used to getting himself in his shape. I don't think he gets – we didn't. We weren't at camp last year, so there was no, there was no preseason. There was no clips to watch. There's no – for me to watch in person I, I don't I can't couldn't see it so he could have struggled last year against Jordan Jenkins I would have no idea I thought from a offense perspective of scheme it was really interesting for me to see motion I thought it was really good to see you know outside zone inside zone mixing things up they obviously kept Wilson pretty much in check in terms of they weren't booting them out and doing all this you know stuff they're going to do week one week two week three but Corey Davis looks really good their chemistry's been building all week I, I've been talking about this all week that they looked pretty bad in the scrimmage. Like the offense as a whole, you were there. The offense as a whole looked bad, but specifically like Davis and, and Wilson looked off. It was a little weird, to be honest. And then all week, they've been kind of working it, working it, working it. And, and you see it in the game, a lot of zip on the ball. There was one play, you know, one of Zach's incompletions is straight up on Corey Davis. So that's something that I'll be interested to see if they continue to run that concept. They ran like I think they ran, they ran a lot of 12 personnel, a lot of 11 personnel. They didn't, they didn't run a lot of four wide receiver stuff. So that was a little interesting. I'm just, I was just kind of curious what they would run preseason. They kind of keep it a little vanilla. So look, the offensive line, even with Dan Feeney, they broke a couple of runs. You made a good point. Ty Johnson looked fast through the hole. It's really good. Carter and Piran had a couple moments, but you know, nothing, nothing crazy. I think, you know, I, I've said this, there's a chance. I don't, you know, I'm not saying Tevin Coleman's not going to make the roster, but I'm not, sure that he's not the fourth guy by week four that's getting in terms of carries I just I think he's a guy that knows the system is a veteran leader but has struggled to stay healthy not sure what happened last night I'll try to get more info on that but you know him not playing gave an opportunity to guys like Ty Johnson with great speed Michael Carter great receiver out of the backfield Piron kind of does a little bit of everything decently well which I think is to a you know to a benefit of him I know people have soured on him a bit he's had a really good camp and he's never going to get negative yards I think that's a huge thing for the Jets how many times have we watched Jets football over the last two, three, four years? And as boring as Frank Gore was, Frank Gore, if he was the number two back, and if Michael Piron is just four or five yards to carry, you know, when he comes in there and it's a good pass blocker, I think people look at that a little differently than looking at it for 250 carries, right? That's, you know, if you, you see Piron for 50, 60 carries a year, 20 catches out of the backfield, good. Now you're feeling good about a guy that the draft pick was worth it. Um, you know, the other stuff, Mims, like you mentioned, I'm really happy for the guy. He has struggled in practice and he's he's not had a good camp. He's kind of kind of got his footing a little bit the last I would say week or so. Look, it, uh, he should get more reps this week. Um and this will be a big week for him. It's week 2 of the preseason. Elijah Moore will be coming back. We'll see how they use him, you know, and not Davis will start to get less and less reps. Pratter will start to get less and less reps. So it'll be him, Cole, 
you know, more when he's, when he's right, Barrios when he's right. Um, so we'll see what happens. Vincent Smith, another nice night. I think he's put together a really nice camp. So how do you kind of think the, uh, the wide receiver room shakes out? Because I think we've, we've talked about it in our Slack chat and I talked about this with Connor earlier. The Barrios thing is interesting. There's probably seven receivers that should make the roster. Maybe eight. Cater's a guy that I, I wouldn't mind holding on to as a practice squad guy. We'll see what happens there. There's probably eight guys for six spots, potentially seven. Do you see the Jets keeping seven receivers? Do you think they keep six and, and Barrios' is, uh, times and days are numbered? Um, I, I ultimately do think it's only six wide receivers, and I think Barrios does get cut. I think Vincent Smith is trying to show his versatility. Like he had that, he downed that punt. That was a good punt by Braden Mann, which didn't happen a lot last year. So I was happy to see he's even. Contrary to popular belief, Braden Mann had an yeah, awful year last year, but whatever. <laughs> not a good punter, but um, yeah, I do think it's that's how it's really going to shake out. I think Mims was honestly, I think he heard the footsteps as well, and I think that's why he has to be on special teams because when you're going to be wide receiver five, if you can't play special teams, you're not as valuable to the roster. And ultimately, I think everyone at turn on the Jets and maybe even Jets Twitter thinks Crowder isn't a Jet come January. I just think like if the Jets are three and five and a team is needing a wide receiver and they can get a fourth round pick for him. I just think you just make that move, especially if Elijah Moore is progressing how you want him to be. And you want him and Corey Davis being like the top two target getters on this team. Um, Keelan Cole actually, who I think is fine. Like I'm just like, he's a wide receiver. Like when he sounds like, Oh, wide receiver four. I don't, I watched Chris Hogan play actual snaps for this football team. Like he's going to prevent me from having to watch someone who's basically should be playing another sport, like actually get real minutes. But Really, I think that's how the wide receiver room is going to go. It's just nice to have a little depth. And if they keep Brax and they keep seven wide receivers because this tight end room is dreadful, I would prefer that. But it's just with Salah, it's a new coach. There's no precedent. You don't know, like, which positions he's going to favor. So it's kind of a little bit of more of a guessing game than with a more established coach. Yeah, that's, that's the difficult thing. In my head, I'm thinking they are going to prioritize, you know, special teams and line play. That's why I, if they keep 10 defensive linemen, wouldn't be surprised. If they keep an extra offensive lineman, again, would not be surprised. And if they keep an extra receiver, um, you know, I, I just think I can see it happening. I, I predicted before camp they would keep seven only because I thought Barris and Smith are probably their two best special teams guys in the roster. Um, just from a return perspective, they play all the special teams. They do a good job. Again, what Mims did last night, that's awesome. I think Mims should play special teams. I think I would love to see Mims play a lot of, you know, again, I, I've talked with, with DJ about this and he kind of disagrees with me a little bit, but just from a route running perspective, but I'd love to see Mims in the Robert Woods role, um, you know, for this team. And, and instead of having to run, you know, 12 personnel or 11 personnel where you just don't feel confident about the tight end position, because I think that's a glaring weakness. And I, I would love to see them make a move for either Zach Ertz. I'd love to see them make a move for any type of veteran tight end that can come in and just co compete with these guys. I don't think this team has, you know, a lot of, a lot of juice there. I, I mean, this Hernan's been fine. I think he's kind of shaken out some of the inconsistencies, but he's not really popped a lot in practice. He's had some moments has been pop last night. Croft is a fine player. He's kind of more of that, like just traditional. He's not a negative or a positive. He's kind of just, he's a, he's a solid, solid NFL player. No Ryan Griffin, I don't think, yeah, you don't, you don't want to get excited about that. Griffin, yeah. I think should be gone to be honest with you. It's not about him personally. It's just, you know, whatever, when he said he was going to cut his hair because he was going to retire, whatever. The whole thing was a joke. But, yeah, I, the tight end group's difficult to watch. But I, if they could use Mims, and, like, he's a great blocker. I don't think he offers much less than any of those guys. Davis is a really good blocker. And if you can get people in mismatches and run against teams in nickel, 
and Becton and AVT get to the second level blocking corners, what, you know, the Jets are going to win a lot of football games. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Again, the tight end group was the one negative to me that stood out. And I was like, ah, this group, man, I, I really thought there was a little bit more juice there, to be honest with you, going into camp. I just thought Herndon would take a step. Croft and Griffin would be good enough to be solid. Wesco actually looks pretty decent, to be honest. I, I think he's kind of cemented his place as the folks team starting fullback, and he'll kind of get – he's kind of the wild card because a lot of teams don't have a fullback, so they could keep seven receivers or keep five, four or five running backs. I, I, it's tough, man. If they could just sign – they could have signed Kyle Hughes-Track, man. This all could have been – all could have been water under the bridge. Uh, Kyle but... Shanahan would have killed Robert Sala if he even tried to make it Their friendship would have been Shanahan. over quick. Dude, that's li- <laughs> that might be Kyle Shanahan's, like, favorite player in the NFL after George Kittle. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm I, not kidding. <laughs> no, I know, and I had, and I had, I had Tony when I had Tony Richardson last week. He said that he used to text him all the time, and I was like, and he was trying to convince him to come to the Jets. I was like, damn, I love Tony, man. That's awesome. That would have been cool, but no, that that group, I I really look at the Jets. Got to just Greg Van Rotten looked decent. Uh, honestly, yeah. if if he can just be league average, him and McGovern be league average. Moses, I think, is going to win that right tackle job, which he, he kind of cemented last night. I think he's just so much better in the run game than than Fant is. They're both kind of. I would say equal, maybe fans, you know, on a given day, fans probably could be just as good in the pass game, but run game is a little different. That offensive line fully healthy. I know you were tweeting about this earlier in the day. If they can get league average play out of Van Rodden and McGovern, and then Becton, AVT, and Moses play the way they're supposed to, and fans swing guy, maybe it's 14 to 18 in the league. And if the Jets can have that with that skill, with that skill group developing, you know, a good defense, good front seven, they're going to surprise some people. I mean, at least, at least in my opinion, we could literally be talking about like the 16th best offense in the league, which the, the Jets' highest offense DVOA last decade was 14. I think they were 32, like almost three times. So literally, like we are starving for like average offense. Like honestly, I'm so excited for if Zach throws three touchdowns in one game, just be like, well, that's a month. That's a month worth of touchdowns for Gase. Like that's literally what it, that's literally what we were dealing with. So the bar is so low for the Jets, and I'm just I'm just happy seeing some competent moves and actually not even having to overproject to have like just a reasonable offense. Yeah, so let's well, let's get into Wilson because obviously it's the the hot topic. A, what was your impression of the way he played, and and B, what was something that maybe you were most impressed with uh, that you either weren't expecting or just you know thought, wow, that that really that took me by you know storm a little bit. I like the way that you know Wilson stole the ball around. Uh, I thought Wilson looked good. Honestly, there was two really big takeaways for me is when you watched him at BYU, all the out of structure stuff, all the backyard football stuff is like what made him special. And he just ran Michael Fleur's offense last night. Everything was, he wasn't holding on to the ball. It was like three steps out two and a half seconds and there was no hitch. Everything was clean. And it's really just shows that you're we're really only scratching the surface about how good Zach Wilson can be is basically like the Shanahan quarterbacks, like with Kirk, like with Tannehill, with Baker, with Jimmy, like that's, that's what they all do is they run the Shanahan offense. And when they're asked to play quarterback and do it on their own, they struggle. Like if Zach Wilson's rookie year, his baseline is just running the offense as a rookie. That's a great sign because even though I don't love those guys, that's competent quarterback play and you can win with competent quarterback play. And then putting that in year one and then only getting better and putting more of the offense on Wilson, I think is a really good trajectory. Honestly, my biggest takeaway is that second drive impressed me so much because the first two plays go nowhere. Corey Davis is off the field. Elijah Moore didn't play. And it's just Keelan Cole. It's Crowder. It's third and nine, no play action, big boy quarterback play. You have to do it all yourself. And he rips that dig to Cole 
15 yards and then you're like all right let's go and with like that like watching like a quarterback on third nine throw five yards past the six we haven't seen that in like three years that was so refreshing a little bummed out about uh getting that pass interference on Cole because maybe thought you can get the end zone on that fourth and one call I like the I like uh, the aggressiveness I kind of want to see him on the boot there so you can pick it up with his legs because Zach is a good athlete but it's game one of the preseason. I'm not, I'm really, you really like just, you know, like it's not, you can't really complain too much, but I thought he looked awesome. And I just think there's nowhere to go, but up. And this was a really nice baseline. Yeah. What, what you kind of, you, you not even inadvertently kind of still, I was going to say is that that throw to that throw to Cole on, on the third down play. The reason it was so impressed with me. Yes. It's, it's impressive on past sticks and all these different things. Dude, he had that same exact throw on the scrimmage last week and he looked awful when he did it. It was, that was the most concerning thing to me. And I, I mentioned this earlier, but, you know, off the back foot, kind of lollipoped it a little bit. Him and Davis' timing was off. It was just like he didn't settle down. Wilson rushed it. He didn't step up in the pocket. I was like, ah, it's a rookie mistake. That's not what we really saw at BYU. That was a little concerning. The rest of the things with scrimmage and all earlier in the camp, that's not what's concerning to me. But he learned from it. Same exact similar play call, similar situation. Steps up in the pocket, fires a seat in there. Throws past the six, aggressive, does what Zach Wilson, you know, was, was projected to do. It's interesting you brought that up with, you know, getting out of structure. I think, you know, they've, I don't, I don't know if it's maybe more of the vanilla style of the offense just because it's preseason, uh, because they're working with him in camp. Even in camp, you haven't seen him get out on the move a lot. You haven't seen him potentially, um, you know, run and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see how that'll kind of develop through this week with the Packers practices, then, you know, next week, Eagles practices going into Carolina. I'm just interested to see how that all kind of develops because I, I like what I saw from Wilson. He was confident in throws. He put a lot of velocity he needs to, puts touch when he needs to. Um, you know, one of the plays he, you know, had fade out to the top of the screen, went through his progressions quickly. Corey Davis doesn't get off press. And if he gets off the press, it's a, you know, perfect ball. And he's he's seven to 10 and the drive continues, or seven to nine, and the drive continues. So, um, you know, I, I liked what I saw from Wilson again. Small sample size, two series. You would have loved to see be able to see him get a third. Um, that's just unfortunately the way preseason football works and you know today's NFL and, and stuff like that for a young player. So um, I, I'm interested to see you know how he develops this week in Green Bay. But it, it's a good stepping stone. It's building blocks. Salah talks about that constantly. It's just put together good day after day. That's good. And yesterday was a good day for Zach, and, and I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I thought Zach, like in that regard, it's just like the sky, like the sky's the limit with him. Like just with like, you saw the arm talent, like it really popped. Like, like the biggest knock on Zach was like, like it's BYU. You're playing little sisters of the poor every week with the COVID schedule. Like there was no Utah, like Boise played their fourth string quarterback when they played him. Like you didn't get to see him against the best competition. And everyone's gonna be like, Oh, the giants didn't play their starters. I'm like, all right, these are NFL players. Like if you're just going to keep doing this and Zach's going to keep playing like that, keep going. Say it's not, say it's not Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald when he does it against Carolina. Yeah, but you, I, that's, I hate that. Cause you can yeah. do that for everybody. The giants, exactly. the jets can say that for the same situation. They go, Oh, well, the Jets aren't, you know, took out this guy and then, but yeah. you know, move on, dude. I, the Jets didn't have their full team either. So it doesn't matter. It's not about like a, it's not about that. It's about, can you, can you make the most of your reps? You actually mentioned a really good point earlier. Like if Mims went out and sucked last night, I would have been concerned because that would have been now practice against the Jets secondary, which is, which criticized pretty heavily. And then the Giants backups and you're still struggling. Now there's something to be concerned with, but if you do really well against the people that you're supposed to dominate, um, now at least I can give you a shot to go against the guys that, you know, may, you may or may not. And, and, you know, what Denzel Mims is really good at or any of these guys that like, you know, is James Bradbury out there? No. 
should Zach still be able to dominate no matter what? Yeah, and he did. So that's all that really matters. The, you know, at the end of the day, it's just you make the most of what you can. I could not agree more. <laughs> so let's move. Let's move to uh, you know a couple of things you know we got here. So Packers practice is coming up. ABT will be back this week. Quinn will be back this week. Elijah Morris probably fifty-fifty. Yeah, I would imagine from what I understand of the injury, he'll probably maybe it's later in the week and then. If not, it'll be you know the week after. Either way, he'll be fine for week one. ABT will be fine. Quinn will be fine. What are you, you know, maybe most most intrigued or most interested by, you know, for this matchup from the practices? We can get into the game later in the week, but from a practice perspective, or or what are some things you're really looking forward to seeing for uh, from a Jets competition perspective? Um, I would say that as bad of a matchup for Mackay Beckton as Carl Lawson is, I think Zadarius Smith is a great matchup for him because he's a guy who wins with pure strength. I remember David Bakhtiari talked about the first time he like practiced against Zadarius Smith and he was like, this guy is an absolute horse. And like with Beckton's size, I think he's really like, that's really what his strength is. So like Preston Smith's no joke. Rashawn Gary is an ascending player in this league. The Packers got a really good edge group. If Mackay Beckton can shut those guys down in practice, I think the all pro track that we, we want from a Kai Beckton to be on, I like, that's a great sign. And cause I, th- I think people are genuinely concerned that why, how Carl Lawson keeps kicking his butt. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. I don't really think Elijah is going to practice much this week. I would love to see him go up against Jair. And I just think like, that's a real like test. Cause like, and also like, we'll see what these jets corners, like Devonte Adams is Devonte Adams, but like, let's see these jets corners against some like, Randall Cobb's an NFL player. Amari Rogers was a guy I really liked. Like Belvis Gantling can win deep. So I want to see how that I want to see that corner group get tested a little bit more. Like I know Jordan Love got hurt, so I don't know how much we're gonna see. How many like I don't know if he's gonna practice this week, but he did Hopefully look really minimal Rogers reps. Just don't yeah. play Rogers all week. Uh dude, with Rogers, I just want I just want as many pictures of him and Wilson together so I can just do the baby goat tweets. That's all I yeah. want basically from this no, practice I'm, week. I, I, I'm I'm down, <laughs> I'm down, dude. I I agree with you though because I think that was the that was the question mark with Beckham was okay he's going against the same guys in practice Lawson's kicking his ass it sucks but it's also good for the Jets it means Lawson's you know balling and Beckham looked good so let's now see him against another get another strong matchup like you mentioned and then have Brandon Graham the next week it'll be two good weeks put together where you know he handled himself really well last year let's just make sure you know it's Lawson's a bad matchup but Lawson's just playing that well like but then that's okay um, yeah I, I actually think you bring up a good point too with. The Jets receivers, I'm interested to see, not necessarily how Corey Davis does with Jair Alexander. I think Davis will be fine. Jair gets the best of everybody. I'm interested in the Jets' second, third, and fourth guys, the you know, the Crowders, the Mims, the Keelan Coles, the Elijah Moore, how much he'll practice regardless. Do against some of the other corners in the Packers because the Packers' cornerback room is not great, minus Jair Alexander. Kevin King is not very good. He's probably, him and LaFleur, probably the reason they lose that game in, in February. So, or January, so yeah, Mike Pettin didn't help either. Oh, Mike Pettin, what a what a All Jets right. le- what a Jets legend. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see how good Joe Barry is because he, yeah. he 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 ran he was behind Staley, so we'll see if that's the defense they start running, which has honestly been the antithesis of the Shanahan scheme. So that's great for them to practice against. That's no, hundred percent. I, I I couldn't agree more. Not. So I'm interested to see that, but I'm also interested to see at the same time the Packers have some good ru- pass rushers. Their their defense is is strong, obviously. Um, but th- I don't love their front seven from a run perspective. And I think the Jets can need to run the ball well all year to be able to be competitive and successful. And I'd like to see them kind of punch the ball down Green Bay's throw during practice and then during the game on Saturday or, or uh, Sunday night. So 
that to me stands out. And then one other one, I'm interested in the Jets defensive line against the Packers offensive line. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, if he, how much he practices or plays, we'll see. He's kind of can do whatever he wants and rightfully so he's the best throw of the football I've ever seen. And I love Aaron Rodgers. If people don't understand that at, at this point, but you know, I would have loved to see the Jets against Jordan Love and kind of rough him up a little bit and be like Packers really contemplated trading the best quarterback in football. But, you know, we'll see, like, you know, am I worried about Bryce Hall? You know, anyone against Devontae Adams is a terrible matchup for the corner. Devontae Adams cooks Jalen Ramsey, and Jalen Ramsey is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm not worried about so much about you know, how Bryce Hall locks up Devontae Adams. I'm worried more so, like, can – Javelin Gidry win reps against Randall Cobb. I'd, I'd love to see that. Can Carl Lawson take some reps off David Bakhtiari? Maybe not every time because he's probably the best left tackle in football, but can he, can he win some reps? Can Bryce Huff and JFM flash again? Those are the things. It's, it's those smaller matchups. And then just, you know, be competitive. Get out there and just, like, don't get – keep building that momentum. CJ Mosley talked about last night. Like, we're not, we're not bound down to anybody. We know we've sucked. Like, we're going to – we're not – we're going to come back and ball. And – Going, that's the team. They don't. That team hosted the NFC title game. They've been in the title game two years in a row. They returned everybody, and they, they should have gotten better. Mario Rogers can be a great player for them. Got baby Randall Cobb. So, let just like go in there and compete. Make make the most of the opportunity of we're gonna go out to Lambeau and we're gonna go we're gonna go compete and we're gonna go against some of the best players in the world. And we're gonna we're gonna make our uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna leave and get punched in the face. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that point. And the Packers, like, that's who the Jets should strive to be. Like, you want that consistent success, and you want to be a team that is building around a star quarterback, and hopefully the Jets do a little bit better job than um, the Packers did with Rodgers and maybe draft some offensive players in the first round, like 10 years into the tenure. But uh, they're a great organization. They're in the playoffs every year. My mom's actually a Packers fan, and hearing her complain Dude, is Clay coming team, back? I think Clay might be coming back. I'd dude, be dude, if Clay comes back, Jordy comes back, James Jones gets off NFL Network, and the band might be back together. I'm the biggest Clay <laughs> fan of all time, so I, uh, I hope that happens. But, no, I, it'll be an interesting week for the Jets to be able to, you know, bang with some other colors and, and see what happens. Last thing before we let you go, obviously, you know, been doing a great job. Draft season is going to be coming back. It's a great pod. You, James Coon, Stavon Osorio, uh, Joe Bella, you guys do a great job, um, you know, on the TOJ feed, you know, leading up to the draft, all, you know, fall and all spring. And I wanted to give you a chance to talk about some of the prospects, uh, you know, maybe a few guys that stood out to you so far. Um, are you most excited to watch, uh, excited to watch the season before uh, draft season comes back? Uh, there's a guy that your USC Trojans are going to see. I think I don't. I think they might play this year. I don't know if they play Washington, but Trent McDuffie is a great corner, and this team needs corners. He's a little smaller. He's only five eleven, but he made Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Uh, he is like a forty two inch vertical. He's literally insane. He's an excellent tackler. He's got really good hips. He really knows where the ball is. Like he's a perfect zone corner, which is, you're going to run a lot in Salas defense. I'm unsure if they're ever going to take a corner in round one just because of like how much this scheme cares about pass rush and like everyone's thinking like, Oh, Stingley, Oh, Kyrie Elam, Oh, Andrew Booth. I don't really think they're going to do it. And if you give Robert Tell the choice between Derek Stingley and Kayvon Thibodeau, he is taking Kayvon Thibodeau. I will bet my life on that, but uh, I really like McDuffie. I just, I would love to see the jets take the Tampa Bay bucks approach where you just stack day two picks trying to build a secondary and just do that over a three year period. I think that'd be really smart. Uh, another guy I want to shout out, uh, he should have been in last year's draft. He was what my, probably my biggest draft crush last year was Chris Olave. Oh, just, just a great wide receiver does everything. Well, super, super polished, great route runner. 
You'll see him at Ohio State again this year with Garrett Wilson, who's another good player. And if Denzel Mims is not on the trajectory, uh, the Jets might be taking a wide receiver earlier than I anticipated to him. But uh, yeah, this, it's a really it's a really deep corner class, so the Jets fans should be excited about that. And turn to draft season, we sign that up in October. Yeah, you guys do a great job, and, and those are two names uh, I think people should watch out for. There's a, you know, if you want to find out more, the the draft season team has a website. You guys can go find mock drafts and uh, big boards and all those different types of things. You know, throughout the entire season, it, it's gonna be you know pretty uh pretty pretty awesome to follow. I'm very excited. I hope that the Jets take Drake London with their second first round pick this year. <laughs> I think if the Jets tight end room is as bad as everyone kind of assumes and Drake London puts on 15 pounds, he will be a Pro Bowl tight end in the NFL within two to three years. That's maybe optimistic, but at the same time, I can never have enough Trojans. And if Zach Wilson get a 6'5", 230-pound college basketball player that runs really crisp routes and has great yak, I will not be upset. So add pass rushers and skill guys until you're blue in the face. I have a Drake London question for you. Um, yeah. He basically played in the slot all of last year. Do you think they're ever going to move him to X? Or do you think he's just going to stay nah, in the slot? No, he's going to be their slot guy. They, uh, they'll put Brew McCoy. I mean, they, they maybe they'll rotate him a little bit. They like, like, they love to just have him run everything in the slot. So I, I would Slovis needs him in the slot. Like, he needs for Slovis' yeah. sake. <laughs> but Dude, for his I, NFL I, sake. I know, you're not a, I know you're not a Keaton guy. I, I think Keaton's in one of those quarterbacks that we'll see. We'll see the true who, which Keaton Slovis is the real one it's the freshman year one that was the best completion percentage in college football and like is a guy who in the right offense looks like baby drew Brees and like an actual legitimately really good way like great footwork great ability to put the ball where it needs to be in timely fashion makes no bad mistakes and like legitimately makes people around him better or it's the keaton slovis against oregon and a couple other games where you're like dude i don't know what you're looking at and like you're having like a, a true freak out moment that like is not what you would see um, I'm interested to see how he looks in a 10 game stretch because whatever 12 game stretch, because he's either going to be a guy that's going to be a top 10 pick or he's going to get a guy that falls to the third round. And there's yeah. pretty much no in between, in my opinion. Yeah. He's either Jake Fromm or he's going to be a first round pick. Like it's going to be that far fall, but I'm excited to watch him. I'm like, I, I know you love the pac 12. They have a lot of, they have a really fun conference this year. So I'm super excited to watch a bunch of those guys. Yeah. the big, uh, You know, from a draft perspective, I think getting a full big 10 season and a full pac 12 season and actually being able to evaluate these guys, like in a true metric. Cause last year, was, last year was brutal. I mean, you know, better than anybody last year was brutal from an evaluation perspective because the SEC is playing a full schedule and, they're, they have fans and their whole nine yards, and it's like a pr- pr- true proper evaluation. The season started on time in the Pac-12, like in the Big Ten start half the way through the season. They have no camp, then there's no fans, and it's like on. It's like you're just not getting that true evaluation. And I think for the draft community, this year is going to be really, really important because you finally can you'll be able to get people in person. You'll be able to go watch these guys and actually see how they work out. Talk to the coaches, do all these things in person, which you just I cannot I cannot imagine having to be able to you know, make draft picks based on guys off Zoom calls. I think it's really, really difficult. Joe Douglas's first two drafts could not have been harder from that perspective. <laughs> so honestly, I've, for that guy's sake, I hope he just gets like a normal draft season. Yeah, look, they're going to have four potentially top 45, top 50 picks. Like, I mean, unless Seattle goes on a crazy run or Carolina gets hot or the Jets are way better than we think they're going to be. Um, the Jets are going to have a really interesting offseason because if they can put together some stacks and pieces this year, Zach Wilson looks good, looks good enough that you're like, all right, this is the guy we want to build around. We feel really good. Sal is the guy. We just we need to add a tight end and corner and another edge, and we need to add a guard and whatever. And you've got all that money, all those picks. They should be good to go. 
before we let you go, two predictions. Actually, we'll give you three predictions. Jets record. Who is the best offensive player? And who is the guy that – who is the best uh, – who's your bet for the Super Bowl? Who's like, if you had to choose right now, week one of training camp, who is your two guys – who is your two teams that uh, end up in uh, end up in the Super Bowl this year? Uh, for Jets record, uh, I'm sticking with 7-10. and 10. I think it's fair. I think Carolina week one is like a, if you if you want the Jets to have like the seven eight nine wins, they gotta win week one, and then that New England game and the Denver game after that. If you can go two one in that stretch, I feel a lot better about them going five hundred. But Belichick Fangio with the rookie quarterback is really tough, so that's why I lean seven and ten. But uh, best offensive player, I think it's gonna be Elijah Vera Tucker. Honestly, it's like not the sexy pick because he's a guard. I just think he's literally gonna be like not Quinn Nelson, but like Elton Jenkins was, should have won rookie of the year in 2019. He was just like that good. I just think it's going to be him. I just think he's so rock solid and we are never going to talk about uh, pick 66 or pick 86 in the 2020, 2021 NFL draft ever again. You don't want to talk about anti-vax Kellen Mond, who is going to be awful in the NFL. Or uh, Wyatt Davis, who's, who was hurt in college. And, and Christian Darisaw, who's already going to go on IR. Exactly. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. Like I like just making sure. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah, I like Rick Spielman. Uh, I completely find making that trade 10 times out of 10. As for the Super Bowl, uh, I think it, I find, we, find, we I call I call it the Looper Super Bowl. If you've seen that movie, like the older version of Pat Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers. I think it's Packers Chiefs. We've been so close two years in a row. I think we finally get it. I think Rodgers gets his second Super Bowl, and I think the Rodgers greater than Peyton Manning take that I've been squatting on for a good five years is finally considered canon. Oh, that's a fantastic pick. If anybody here who listens to who watches soccer, which I know is most people do not, I've been waiting for Bayern Manchester City Champions League final for years. My best friend is a diehard Manchester City fan. Bayern City play the best brand of soccer there is in the world, just based on like their actual like the way it is to watch them play. And Rodgers and Mahomes are the best watchers on football on a, on a weekly basis, in my opinion, just because of the things they can do with their arm and their legs. I would love to see it. I wish we got it last year. I'm probably leaning Packers Chiefs as well. Um, I just can't get like the Browns roster is so goddamn good, and I just you, I want to do Baker Mayfield is not. I can't do it. Role. No, I can't. Yeah, do, it's I not can't happening. Do, it's, it's the Baker, and it's not even hating on Baker. I just don't. I can't see Baker unless they get home field advantage and and they go 14 and three or something like that. Them and the Bills and the Ravens are all that tier right below the Chiefs in the AFC. That I'm like, they could do it. They have to either have Lamar throw for – they put up a ton of points in a road playoff game, which we haven't seen yet. We – you know, the Titans game was nice, and that's awesome. The Titans defense was decimated. So, let's see him continue to improve because the Buffalo game was a disaster. The Bills basically shit their pants in the Chiefs game. And the Browns had no Mahomes and still couldn't win on the road. So, yeah. all three teams are probably there a year yeah. too early. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see kind of what happens. Again, make sure you're following – uh, you know, Meigs, it's Meigs underscore two one four on Twitter. Uh, draft season pod coming back. There's a lot of he's <laughs> got a lot of funny tweets and, and funny stuff. If you're uh, you know into some nice, have a nice sense of humor about the Jets and the NFL as a whole. And uh, obviously, really appreciate you uh, you know hopping on the pod. And uh, you know, hopefully, it'll be a good week of uh, football with the Jets and uh, in Green Bay. Yeah, I really appreciate you letting me hop on, man. You've had quite the guest list, and I do not compare to a lot of them, so I appreciate you giving me the time. <laughs> no, no problem, man. Uh, we'll see you guys on. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday.